you're you just tuned in to top five by zoe the admirer of airtight flows minor chord progressions and intricate bass lines this podcast is for my new listeners and prisoners and the jealous rap cast that prefer dissing us and have any of you actually looked to see what song that is yet I'm holding you to it. That's your homework. <laughs> um, the OGs that know me. And shout outs to my listeners. I call y'all the goats every time. Um, to my fellow music lovers. And most importantly, whoever you are, wherever you are in your musical journey. We made it to 2019, y'all. We made it to 2019, y'all. Um, it's the first episode of the year and the third into the season um shout outs to y'all for sticking with me here i appreciate you guys's views and opinions and you know the support and i am just so grateful that you guys are with me here if you are not already make sure you're following the instagram for the podcast at top the number five by zoe z-o-e and you can also just follow me on instagram at z-o-e underscore v-e-r-a-n-d-a and today's topic is something that's been weighing on my heart for a little bit and when the original discussion was happening i really didn't want to get too deep into it because it was just such a clutter of opinions and i wanted my stream of consciousness to be you know my regular mumble jumble self but i wanted it to be all my thought and to actually just think about it a little deeper but i just been thinking about the You know, the Jacquees situation and how, I mean, not necessarily the King of R&B discussion, but the root of the discussion, which is basically the remix and what that is today. According to my Googles and Wikipedia definitions and just even knowing music, the most basic definition for a remix is taking an original song and making another version there's also something called a cover and a cover is a little more basic than a remix where a cover is literally someone just re-performing a song that's already out So mostly, I think covers are more, like, prevalent with singers. Like, um, you know, when a Fantasia or Amy Winehouse used to sing, like, an Aretha song, you know, and, like, perform that. Versus a remix where you take elements of the song and you create a new version. But, and usually it's within the same time period like sampling is when you take something from a different time period and take elements of that song and add it to something original so you know it's kind of layered but just to stay in the realm of the remix and what I was touching on with Jacquees earlier I think a lot of people had an issue with 
him remixing the Trip song by LMA. I mean, mainly because in the way that he was doing it and trying to like monetize and capitalize off of a song that was not his originally, which I think that was the main issue versus like him actually making a good song remixed from her also good song. And (laughs) I know that some of my close friends are laughing at me because they know I'm not the hugest fan of LMA and it's not even a slight or I don't want like it to affect you guys' opinions. I just feel like I I'm I'm such a fan of um like Sanger Sangers and like not to say that LMA is doesn't have a nice voice. I just really I'm not uh blown away for lack of a better term. But anyway, I go there to say this. I just feel like with Jacquees, though he's good at remixes and I have no problem with a remix or like a um cover version of a song and even if you end up doing it better than or than the original, it's just a certain um etiquette that you have to have like for him and when I say that he was trying to monetize what the remix was he had it on YouTube and was making money off this and doing this song on his tour like you know what I'm saying as she's do- trying to come up off her own song and he's garnering all this attention from remixing her song and not to say that his version was bad it wasn't bad there's just a certain way to do things So I'm just thinking like what you guys feel about a remix like do you are you always sold on it do you like have all these mythical collabs of who should be on this song and remix it and who would kill this song because y'all do that all the time I do it too sometimes I just think like ooh if this person was on this song it would kill. They should do a remix to it. And that would be dope. Like, so I'm just trying to think off the top of my head what are like my favorite remixes. And wow, yeah, it took me to episode three to probably give y'all a top five favorite of my remixes in hip hop. And this is such a hard decision and I know I'm gonna like be kicking myself like why how did I forget this song but like this is literally off the dome I'm freestyling here but I'm just thinking like my favorite remixes of all time probably just to get a hove one out of the way um with young Jeezy on um go crazy like who I just I'm just thinking about my boost mobile phone and junior high school just like who how uh hove walked on that song but I don't even I don't even know what the original sounds like to be honest like and I'm lying but I'm just I just feel like I never ever listened to the original go crazy 
Um, just let me think. Maybe I think most of mine are probably in the nineties. So that was one. Another one, yeah, in the nineties, definitely Quiet Storm remix with Mob Deep and Lil Kim because Kim just just she blacked. Like I, I every time I listen to that song, you just feel like you have a hoodie on in the rain. And you walking through Queensbridge or you walking through Bed-Stuy. Like, that type of feeling once that song comes on. Like, it's lit. Like, um, what else? Maybe, oh, I can't forget this one. It would be blasphemous. And I'm sure a lot of people wouldn't mention it. But I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Touch It remix. Bust the Rhymes. Mary. Lloyd Banks. Um, Papoose, like, you know, everybody, if you did not do that beat on the lunch table, if you didn't do the step, and if you didn't know what all the burrows did when Papoose was telling you, you was whack, you was whack. (laughs) Um, so that was two, no, that was three. Uh, two more. Wow. I'm trying to think. Okay. Maybe, um, it's all about the Benjamins, you know, with the locks on it. That was good. Um, one more. Uh, I'm going to go with, I'm sure there's more and I'm going to remember later. And it's you guys' duty to let me know which ones I forgot. But, I'm going to go with something that you probably wouldn't have expected me to say. It's actually pretty recent. Like, very, very recent. And um, for those who know, know. And I'm probably putting you on to something if you don't. But already knew that by Ro James. The remix with BJ the Chicago Kid, who is one of my favorite R&B singers. Right now, I love that song, and I love Ro James, but the ori- I, I, I don't know what the original sounds like. I just know <laughs> the ver- remix with BJ the Chicago Kid. So, those are my top five favorite remixes. Wow, it took me to episode three, bruh. <laughs> like, uh, but yes, um... Speaking of my guest today, who is one of my friends in a real life, and yes, I was about to get into my Drake bag, but you know, I'm gonna go the whole episode without it. <laughs> he is no stranger to the remix, but definitely makes dope original music, and I am. So hyped to have him on the show today to discuss this and, you know, get into what is the guidelines for things like this. And I'm proud to know him. I'm proud to see how he's coming up. And literally, he is something worth talking about. And for you guys to be a part of his come up and watching his journey as he navigates through evolving as an artist i'm definitely excited to play one of my favorite songs from him which will definitely have the girls winding up their waist 
and the guys wanting to catch a wine and catch a vibe. Um, this is Slow Motion by Louie. Spill your liquor hand, I'm feeling you wine Would've thought I was from Nola, how I'm yelling now, baby Goddamn, that waistline is crazy Bust it up, bust it up Got some rock, happy with my red cup Girl, you wanna dance, I can tell that you want to You looking back while I'm forcing it up on you We ain't in a rush, you can take your time I'ma follow what you doing with your waistline Top shot, top, top shot, I win a waistline Plus I'm loving how you moving to the baseline Whoa, uh, uh, slow motion Yeah, yeah, it's wine up on me, girl Whoa, uh, 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 slow motion Yeah, yeah, act like you want me, girl Whoa, uh, 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 slow motion Yeah, yeah, it's wine up on me, girl Whoa, uh, 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 slow motion Yeah, yeah, act like you want me, girl Wine up on me, girl. Girl, girl, girl. Act like you want me, girl. You like it when I take charge and I guide you. We dancing like it's only you and I too. You and I, you and I, girl, it's you and I. Got me thinking about what else we about to do tonight. I'm just talking, don't mean to be rude, yeah. But you got a nice thing behind you, yeah. The way you twirl I'm loving the way you move, yeah. Dancing like you got something you gotta prove, yeah. We ain't in a rush, you can take your time I'ma follow what you doing with your waistline Top shot, top shot, I win a waistline Plus I'm loving how you moving to the baseline Whoa, uh, 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 slow motion Yeah, yeah, it's wine up on me, girl Whoa, uh, 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 slow motion Yeah, yeah, act like you want me, girl Whoa, uh, 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 slow motion Yeah, yeah, it's wine up on me, girl Whoa, uh, 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 slow motion Yeah, yeah like you want me, girl. Girl, girl, girl. Just wind up on me, girl. Girl, girl, girl. Act like you want me, girl. So this is the part in top five where opinions transform its effects. Rankings may or may not matter. And everybody is a hip-hop historian, you know, like LeBron. Um, I'm beyond excited for this conversation specifically because this person is literally like my friend. Like we, I literally listen to his music, enjoy his music. Um, he sends me unreleased shit at two in the morning. And I'm still <laughs> listening to that as soon as I wake up. Like we're literally from the same block, even though we didn't grow up with each other. But I just really feel a connection with this person. Introduce yourself, say your at name, uh, and where you're from. What's up, y'all? What's up, everybody? I'm Louie. My at name is L-O-U-E-Y underscore H-A-H-A. I'm from, a lot of people don't know, I was born in the Bronx. I don't know too much about the Bronx, but Cedric <laughs> Ave, where, you know, hip-hop was started. Uh, then I moved to Astoria. I don't know so much about Astoria. And then, you know, I, I got to Jamaica, Queens, South Ozone, 135 is where I was raised. Brr. Queens, you know, what up? Queens. Um, I'm an artist. I do it all. Jamaican background. Um, bop, bop. I, I got a message in my music. I want people to not give up and chase their dreams. And um, yeah, we here. Liddy. Thank you for having me. Um, Literally, this conversation has been years in the making. Years, like. but you know, it happened. <sighs> I'm so happy. <laughs> you guys don't understand. This is really my man's. It's my friend. Yes, sir. Um, but yeah, like you said, you was born in the Bronx, yep. but like most of your upbringing is based in 
South Ozone Park. South Ozone 135, please let it be known because if people hear this, they're going to kill me. I literally was like, used to live. I remember my address was 115-32-135th Street, so I live right between 115th and 116th Avenue. That's probably why i never seen you because I was on Liberty and all. Um, yeah, you was close. Yeah. See, like, still Q9, still the same route. Of course, route. everybody know that route. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what would you say your first musical memory was growing up? Because uh, you're from, like, the place where hip-hop was born, but also, like, Queens has is known for its legendary artists. Honestly, my first, me- like, the first, when I think about music, I honestly just remember my father playing all these old-time songs, like mm-hmm. Sam Cooke and The Ooh. Temptations, and that's my that's the first time I really got, fell in love with music. Like, he used to sew, he's a tailor, so he used to always sew. And play music. I'm like, yo, what are these old songs that he's? Play? I used to hate it. I used to cover my ears and whatnot. <laughs> but after a while, it's so soothing that I'm like, mm-hmm. whew. But I couldn't sing mm-hmm. when I was young. I always wanted to be an entertainer. I always wanted to do music, but I couldn't sing my voice. I, How old would you say you would like recognize like, okay, I want to be an entertainer. Like I want to like be in on the stage. I want to be. I probably say like probably like seven to nine. Wow. That's when I knew. I'm like, nah. I gotta, I gotta be an artist. I gotta be an entertainer. I gotta make music some way, somehow. Mm-hmm. Were you like in talent shows when you were younger, or like did you just like at home? You just like okay, I'm just gonna. Um, do I was in talent shows, but like mm-hmm. more for like di- like anything that had to do with entertainers because I, I wanted the girls' attention. That was my thing. So in elementary <laughs> That's usually school, most guys. like if we had like in elementary school, I went to the school called 121. We used to have like mm-hmm. every month a class had to do a performance. Mm. So. Whatever it was to get the girls' attention, I was doing it. I was dancing. I was rapping. I was, I had to do it all, so. Wow. Yeah. So, like, what would you say? So, you said, like, Sam Cooke, The Temptations. Yeah. like um yeah, Gladys Knight, all of that. Wow. So, would you say, like, your influence? Well, a lot of your music is R&B-based. Yes. So, would you describe yourself as a rapper, or would you just say you're an artist, or like, do you say Definitely, you're Definitely, I'm, I'm, I'm an artist. I'm an artist because I don't want nobody to box me. And I always tell producers, if you send me beats, don't just send me one genre because you heard that song. Mm-hmm. Send me everything. I'm, mm-hmm. a, I'm a. I don't want to adjust anybody's sound, but send send me anything, and we're gonna see what we could do. Yeah, because I mean, hmm, how could I say? I think it's interesting hearing your music from when you first put it out to how it is now and like listening to the progression in it too um actually like hearing how you select beats Mm -hmm. because like i think that your ear has become a little more diverse if thinking of your first project like what how did it come about and like what would you have done differently my first project from like high school days like Mm -hmm. i See, I mean, I don't know. I, I had a first, first, first project where I was in a group mm-hmm. in Queens. Like, we all we was all in different schools. We used to go to camp. It was me, my brother, my right-hand man, Breezy. You know Breezy. He comes to, we randomly comes to these events mm-hmm. that you be throwing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Shout so, out to Breezy. Breezy, um, my boy D Boogie and DJ, we used to go to York College because our parents didn't want us to just roam the streets in summertime, so mm-hmm. they just threw us in camp, and we was all on the same team. They used to have, like, every year it was, like, themes, basketball teams, uh, baseball teams, hockey teams, or whatever, and we was all on the same team. And then we, used to, we got so close, I don't know how, and it was like, yo, so we just going to call ourselves brothers. Like, we, we brothers. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, <laughs> and then, I, I, like, it was brothers, and then mm-hmm. two of us was rapping, 
So we forced the other two to rap. So that's how we came up with like 160 bullets or whatever. I don't know if you went to 226, but everybody. I did. Yeah, so everybody knew us from 226 to ISA and we all came together or whatnot. So we was 160 bullets going on the Ave on the studio. I don't know if you remember. The, it was a studio on the Ave in the Coliseum mm-hmm. with Pooh. He's the engineer. So we just save up. Everybody save up 555. Pick a beat from next door. It had a, like a, a, a CD place. We used to pick a beat from that CD place. Yo, I remember people Yo. doing that. And we just, just. Oh, my God. Write our songs. Go home. Write our songs. Come back on the Ave. So, yo, it just, it goes way back for me. Like, the grind was just. How old was this when you was um, making this group and doing your music? We had to be like 12, 12, 13. Wow. Just walking to the Coliseum after camp, buying <laughs> pizza, iced tea, flirting with the older girls. It was just so much fun. <laughs> it's always the girls. It's always the girls. I swear, they, like, girls be the root of everything. Hell but, yeah. you know, that's for another day. But, um, <laughs> so what would you change, like, would you change anything about that process or do you think like everything had to happen for a reason yeah i think everything had to happen for a reason so i could grow learn because i didn't have no mentor or anything like that i was just learning as i go trial and error see what worked what didn't work and i had to find my sound mm-hmm. i think probably like three years ago i felt like i fully found my sound all them other mixtapes from the first group mixtape to no time to waste no time to waste v2 from last lab which was one of my biggest mixtapes and um to my new project, my new mixtape, something for the EP, I think. Which we're waiting on patiently. I did. I dropped that already. What are you doing? With the EP, I didn't drop. Oh, that's EP, what. Yeah, the, that's what I'm waiting. There we go. On. Okay. That, that, that's another. That's we're gonna do that further down. We're gonna talk about that. That's what down. I'm waiting. So for. Um, okay. yeah, I felt like everything had to happen. Mm-hmm. The way it is. What type of music would you credit to finding your sound, and what was that journey like? Like, was it just like okay, like. Like you said, you were trying out a lot of different things, or was it more of like, okay, I'm really thinking about this, like meditating, or what Honest, was your honestly, I was so scared to. Um, I felt like nobody was listening to me, so I was so scared of putting my experiences into my music because mm-hmm. nobody would care. You know, that's how I felt. But I felt like I put all my experiences into my music because some uh, one rapper told me uh loaded lux one day i was doing a showcase Ooh, yeah i was doing a showcase how you just drop names like that nah. you like oh one rapper told me oh no nah. loaded yeah, lux yeah. like you know what i'm just saying um yeah at the end of the showcase i didn't get picked for whatever reason that was but you know their mistake I felt, yeah i felt some type of way but he pulled me over to the side he's like yo don't don't feel down about yourself he's like yo you're a good artist you make good music he's like yo one thing you need to do is um you know with your lyrics when people feel the lyrics and feel what you're going through, you're going to have them forever. So ever since that day, I've just been putting my experiences with girls, mm-hmm. school, mm-hmm. not having enough money, yeah. you know, working this job that I hate. I just put it all in my music so people can relate to it. That's a, a good thing, too. Like, so how do you stay focused when you have school, you have your life that... Because obviously being a rapper or artist or singer like anybody doing this music shit it's a grind like getting there so how do you even stay motivated at this point because you just said like oh there's times you get disappointed and definitely yo if there's something that you want you just gotta have that positive mind that mindset think that yo it's gonna get better and just you have to force yourself to stay focused if if you're not focused you gotta force yourself if this is what you want ain't no playing b's or nothing like that stop thinking like that you're gonna have to get to it because time is ticking yeah honestly i agree with you what do you think um in terms of growing your your supporters and growing your fan base like what would you say is a key to having done that because 
like even I'm going through it now. Like yeah. I'd say all my supporters are the goats because like if you supporting me, like I fuck with you. Of course. But um, it's hard gaining that attention, especially now that everything is so like saturated. Mm-hmm. Um, what is what is it for you that keeps you like okay? I'm gonna make these certain connections with people. Um, I don't know when people see me and hear my story or whatnot, they just quickly gravitate to me like you see me in person you gravitate to me I'm, I don't give off that vibe I sense a vibe but I don't give off that vibe mm-hmm. where I'm cocky or I move this way even if I know this person I move this way or whatever mm-hmm. so anytime somebody somebody I don't know just comment on my stuff or like my stuff and say yo your music is dope mm-hmm. instantly I'm building a relationship mm-hmm. that's how you keep them you yeah. know what I'm saying They're like yo your music dope thanks bro where you from instantly like that people people get this little it's a little ego where people mm-hmm. comment on their music and just leave it there yeah. or like it. Like, nah, right. you took the time out to comment on your music. Right. You better tell that man or that girl thank you and show him some love. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, so I, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say, like, that's making, actually responding and engaging with your fan base, that's, yeah. like, super important. And you definitely do that. Like, even that, I think that's how we became cool, too, because, like, you wasn't a stranger. Like, we literally, like, besides us seeing each other around in Hillcrest, too, yeah. but, like, Hillcrest, even what us, up? <laughs> the crest, oh, God. Um, even before, like, even though we were cool and everything, like, it, we got closer because, like, literally, you would just be engaging. You're so easy to talk to, so yeah. it's just like, oh, my God, Louis, dope. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think about this era where, with all these artists, like, going, like, popping off so quickly like in the last episode I was talking about um microwave era music and how everything is so quick nowadays mm-hmm. and like it's hard for people to really find their way either you blow up really quick and then it's just it's hard to maintain that fan base or the slow build of you know steady building your career um I believe in a steady build my mom always told me she was like yo if you know, the longer it takes, the longer it's gonna last. Mm. She always like sets that in my mind, and Jeez. I think no, I, I think it's true. It, it really is true. Tory Lanez just said an interview about that, and I was mm-hmm. watching. He's like, "Yo, you you slowly grind, you slowly grind it, and people are slowly coming with you." You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So when you get to that point, you're gonna have a bigger buzz than the guy that just went straight there. When the guy that goes straight there, it's easy for him to fall off because they expect him to just yo keep keep doing that, keep mm-hmm. doing that. When people mm-hmm. following your steps, they know that you're so versatile and know what you could do, so they expect you know whatever mm-hmm. yeah. and even so with that is it the artist's duty to keep up with that demand or do you think like it's the consumers that's just like constantly like yo we want the that same we want you to give us the same thing every single time like, I think it's the consumers but you can't like look at Bryson Tiller mm-hmm. he makes yes. some great music yes. he's like yo I'm happy but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna drop the music unless I'm happy with it. Mm-hmm. You don't care how long it takes. Yep, that's you know an example saying? I use yeah. too. So you know, don't let the don't let people rush you with your dreams or what you're trying to do with your goals. Don't let nobody rush you. You you drop them when it's right. So speaking of dreams and goals, like so, okay, let me even go back further and think about like who were your inspirations or who are your inspirations now? Like it doesn't specifically need to be like rappers or anything, but like. What's the first two people that come off the top of your head when you think about it? Off top, I, I wanna I'm off top. I'm gonna say J Cole and Big Sean, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna go from a story. Like, all right, when I first, 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 first started like doing a mu- music group with like the the 160 Bullets and whatnot, mm-hmm. I was listening to a lot of 
at the time it was bars, bars and lyrics. So I was mm-hmm. listening to Lloyd Banks. I was listening to Lil okay. Wayne. I was listening to Cassidy. <laughs> I was listening to Fab. I was listening to Fifty. These Jay Z. I was listening to these guys that spoke lyrics mm-hmm. and, and pain in their music. And then when I got to high school, it was Big Sean. It was Drake. It mm-hmm. was it was J Cole. It was Meek Mill. It was Wale. Mm-hmm. These guys. So yeah, those are the people I gravitate to. And like you said, it's the bars. But so I think I wanted to get into a topic with you um, about covers and remixes. Yeah. So, you know, within the last couple of weeks, um, there was this whole King of R&B debate. And from Jacquees. You have a lot of original music, but yeah. then there's also times when you do do finesse some remixes that be fire. Yeah. So, one, I want to know, like, what's what in your brain? What is the difference between a cover and a remix? And do you think like one person should get like who should get the originality credit? You know what I'm saying? Like, should it be toward the original artist or should it be toward the person who does the cover or remix? Um, it's a loaded question. Yeah, but so yeah. I, had to, I had to break it down. Um, yeah. The credit has to go to the, the person that made the original, mm-hmm. hands down. It's mm-hmm. their song. And um, to, to separate the the cover and the, um, the remix, mm-hmm. the cover is just, you're singing it over word for word. Mm-hmm. A lot of people on YouTube is doing covers. Mm-hmm. Word for word, singing it or hitting a different note or... Uh, you know what I'm saying? It's doing it a little bit different, and a remix is just you're you're taking what they did mm-hmm. and you making it your own, which which is what I do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, okay, I like that song, but I felt like you ain't do this a little bit like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like you ain't kill it like that. So I'm put my two my little seasoning on it. You know, my little Larry's on it. I'm gonna put my little Larry on it and, and give it that little flavor. Oh my god! That's and the plus, the reason that I do remixes is like. I feel like I don't want to waste my original music. I feel like I got so much time and growth that I need to do. Up, oh, somebody blowing you up. I got uh, <laughs> growth that I need to do. So I don't want to just put out a song and it, it don't reach its full potential, which I don't like to think that way, Law of Attraction. I don't like to think mm-hmm. that way, but why not do this remix and you know somebody's going to search up that song mm-hmm. and randomly find my song and then, look, I got a fan. You know what I'm saying? So that's yeah. why I keep doing the remixes. Yeah, I think... Um I get, I'm going to go a little BTS behind the scenes okay. here where like sometimes like I think that's my favorite part about you. Like even when like I'll listen to a song like I've texted Louie and I was like, OK, like I listened to the song. I feel like you would kill this. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, what's necess- like your process? Do you have like a criteria for the song when you pick it? Um, Like if I hit a beat, like I know if you hear it, you like. You hit a, you instantly hit a, ah, uh, 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 <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, so, Louis. <laughs> every time. so it's just like a certain mood that it gives off. And if I feel like I could put my experience on it and my little touch on it, I'm going to jump on it and I'm going to body it, hands down. Yeah, I think that's dope. And so also that brings me into, like, so let me even go back to the Jacquees thing. So do you think, like, He's wrong for what he's done to the nah. trip song. No, no, he he killed it. We needed a boy version of that. We mm. needed that. Come <laughs> on, don't don't kill the man for that. We need it. It was fire. Yeah, I mean, Louis has a trip version too, and yeah. it's pretty dope. Yeah. So I mean, you could check that out. Yeah, check that out on YouTube. <laughs> Louis trip. But um, so even going back to 
the cover of the remix and I was thinking about samples. Mm. How do you think, what do you think about 90s sampling? Like some people feel like the sample from the 90s may be too soon. Like, I mean, one of your recent remixes was um, Get Me Home. I did um, that song twice, by the way. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so like, what do you, do you feel like there's not a time limit on it? Like, what's your thoughts about sampling? I love sampling. I love sampling. Because probably like around that time, the song that I'm sampling, I wasn't old enough to really dive into it. Mm-hmm. So I just reinvented. I've been trying to freaking remix uh, Loudgen, LL Cool J mm-hmm. for the longest. Because wow. I know I could tear that up. Yo, but that would be perfect. Anyway. They call me the, the new generation of LL Cool J, so I take it. But um, yeah, yeah. Like, like I don't feel like nothing's too soon. Because look, I even freestyle, uh, not freestyle, I use sample, um, Drake, best I ever had. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't think nothing's too soon. I feel like if you can recreate it in your own way, go for it. Mm-hmm. Is there any specific artist um, who sample? Who would you feel would be a sample that you really want, but you feel like if you ever, it would be the hardest to attack? Like, it's some, because you know, like some people, one of our guests was like, um, he got given a a thriller mm-hmm. remix or like oh no you don't touch thriller. that you don't like, touch that yeah so like what like can you think of anything or is like are do you feel like there's some songs like you just can't touch like you just gotta leave it that right there even though that's fire but I'm gonna leave it right there it depends like how you come you it depends honestly like I wouldn't touch like um like it was this Jay Z song I I told myself I wouldn't touch uh. Dead presidents. Oh, I, I wouldn't. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't touch that. That's something I wouldn't touch. Like Michael Jackson Thriller. That's a. That's definitely I wouldn't touch that. <laughs> uh, but I would touch. You know. Uh, um, what you call that? Um, that girl. I, I oh, wouldn't touch um, that. That S T V touch. Human nature. Human nature. I'll touch that. I'll touch. Uh, remember the time. It's mm-hmm. certain songs that you just don't touch. You know, because you don't want to mess it up. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to be like, okay, like you did that, but. Mm. Like I try to touch. Uh, superstar. My Usher. You know, oh, you're not yeah. supposed to touch that song, but I think I'll do it justice. I think that's a touchable yeah, song. Even though, I, I don't know. I, some people could, I think you're one of the people that can pull it off, but I, I could see Yay. where you're trying to say, like, yeah. yeah, certain songs you just don't touch. Um, What would you say are, like, albums, like, what was your first CD that, as a kid, that you bought? Honestly, I'm going to say... No, I didn't buy it. I remember the first CD I bought. It was mm-hmm. Usher Confessions. That was the first CD I bought. Yeah, I was in fifth grade. But the I first CDs that. that I remember my mom buying was Bow Wow Beware of Dog <laughs> and Making the Band, Two Hopping TV. <laughs> Them two CDs, yo. I, yo, those got so much scratches on it. And my grandma was like, I told you about listening to them songs. I'm like, wow. I'm going in. I'm, I'm under the pillow listening to them songs, man. Those Aww. two CDs. Oh man, would you say like they inspired your music taste now, or like do you feel like when like what stage in your life do you feel like your music style was cultivated? Um, probably when I touched nineteen. Nothing. Those CDs didn't have nothing to do with my music. Now mm-hmm. it's just when I was a kid, I was just so hyped up off music. But I say like nineteen is when I said probably not even like, nineteen twenty one. That's when I was like, yo. Cause that's when I started diving into the the Caribbean music. I was so scared to do Jamaican like culture type music. Why? But, huh? Why? Cause I, I felt like I I've been growing up with these people for I said these people I've been growing up with my family. 
<laughs> for so long. These people. Yeah, I feel, I feel like I didn't want to mess it up. I didn't want to let them down or anything like that. But once I tried it with the slow motion, I was like, oh, man, it's over from here. Yeah, I think those that's your lane. Do you yeah. feel like, is it too comfortable for you? Or is it just like, okay, I feel like I'm still experimenting. I still have a ways to go. Yeah, I could like I start singing on the songs now. I feel like so I could experiment no more. So mm-hmm. I do I do a lot of stuff. I think it's I still got more way to go. I feel like I ain't hit my peak yet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you um do every the recording yourself or like do you like what's your process? Like you don't have to give away all your trade secrets, but I'm just saying like um like what's your process in terms of like from the the beginning of the song to like it actually being on wax. All right, this is what it is. Um, I'll get a beat. And usually, when I get the beat, if I think of a hook, if I think of the hook, matter of fact, before that, before I even write anything, mm-hmm. if I hit a beat in three seconds, four, four, three to four seconds, I know if I want it or not. Mm. That's how, like, that's how crazy the process is. How quick you know. Yeah, like, okay. I just know off back, like, from before the beat even dropped, I'm like, oh, yeah, I want this. So mm. then after that, the main thing for me to do is get the hook. After that, it's like a you know it's like writing a paper. You mm-hmm. get the body and then you write around it. Right. And like for the studio recording process, I was spending so much money as a young kid just trying to find money, hustling my mom, my father just to get studio time. Mm-hmm. To the point I was like, I'm putting out these songs and it's not getting anywhere. I'm not getting all I'm getting is oh snap. I'm not I'm only getting like hundreds of views or whatever. I'm like mm-hmm. this is a waste. So I just start getting this process where we'll get a mic. And whenever I finish writing, I just record on the mic or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's what that's the process that I, I'm doing now with my cousin DJ Monumental. That's my right hand man. I love him to death. That's my cousin, mm-hmm. my DJ, my cousin, my manager, whatever it Shout is. Shout out to him. You know, um, yeah. So whenever I'm ready, I got my whole song like ready to go. I just yo, I got some songs I need to record. Like come over, and that's what I do now. So only like if I'm working on a project or I feel like this song is a hit, 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 and it need to be recorded in quad studio or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. Dope. Yeah. I mean, because some people be have like these existential processes where they're like, you know, I need candles lit and nah, stuff like that. Nah. I need to, or I need to be up smoking weed and I can think and like clear my mind. And yeah. I just be like, okay. All like, I need is good energy. If you, mm. if you, I don't like a lot of people in the studio, but if you got good energy, you got a good air, like, yo, I think you should say this. I'm always out to listen to it. Like, you think I should say it or say it like this? Mm. Oh, I got you. I never say no. Mm. I try it, but if it's not right, I'm like, I'm going to stick with this. Mm. So that's good. That's a good point that you brought up because, like, some people aren't open to constructive criticism. Because, yeah. like, you could tell when people are just, like, oh, saying what they want to say out their own, um, with their own intention. Mm-hmm. So you're, you would say, like, if somebody felt like you didn't deliver something right, like, yeah. would you be like, oh, you say? After the fact or mm-hmm. when I'm recording? Either way. Um... Well, I, like, I, I'm not going to take criticism from nobody. Well, I look at, the like, your, the music that you listen to. I judge you off that. Mm-hmm. If you listen to nothing but trap music, I'm not taking your two cents. I don't really care. Mm. But if you listen to everything and you feel like I could, you know, switch it up or hit a little something, like, over there, I, I'll listen to you. But mm. if you listen to this certain genre, I'm not caring about what you're saying. No, that's that's important. Because yeah. I feel like I judge people, too, by what they listen to. Mm-hmm. Because, like... For example, like let's even bring it to simple, like in my car, like maybe, oh, yeah. like, <laughs> like you know, like that's a real place, like where you just be like, okay, 
um, some people like, oh, yo, you Zoe, I need you to hear it. Like, you should hear this song. And there's certain people where you be like, mm, I know what you listen to. Yeah. I'm not going to. I'm cool. Like, you could, oh, you want to listen to this song? Okay, we could listen to your song and then play my playlist. Like, you know what I'm Facts. saying? Like, nah, oh. that's, a that's a fact. That's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like I'm like picky like that. I don't know. Yeah. How are you it's, with it's, your. It's music? crucial. It's crucial with the aux, man. Like, you roll with a lot of people. Like, me and my cousins, uh, shout out to my cousins. They probably going to kill me if I don't. Let me shout them out. Uh, Pat, Courtney, <laughs> Gabby, Tasha, Lauren. Um, uh, Real McKay, he does all my videos and take all my pictures. Um, oh yeah, I see that. Uh, young OG Wayne. Um, yeah, uh, shout out to all our cousins. <laughs> they, they should be checking this out. But yeah, um, shout out to y'all. Anytime one of us is on the playlist, it's, it's a party in the car. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sometimes I run with my friends. They playing some songs. I'm like, oh, right, like, okay. oh, like you just gotta be like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you give them the benefit of the doubt. They just playing, oh, whatever. Yeah, and then it's like, do you think like? Like we did this on um the, my other podcast, Pass Me the Aux. Like, what's the rules of the aux in your car? Like, what's three off the top? Um, I don't, I don't know. Uh, no, no trash music. I, I mean, yeah. you gotta, you gotta see the vibe. Like, if we go to a party, <laughs> yeah. you ain't gonna wanna play, you know, some Janae Aiko. We don't wanna, hear, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we don't wanna hear that. Play some, play some rowdy music. It's the vibe. It's the vibe that you give off, and and definitely the artist. Honestly, so. Mm-hmm. so it's two. That's two no nos. We kicked people off the aux before. Yeah, yeah we kicked people off. The aux. I feel like you in your car, you could kick people off the aux. So be like, yo, pass me. My key now is Bluetooth, so oh yeah, it take a lot. It take a lot of extra time <laughs> to, to connect. Facts. It's like, uh, oh, it's already connected. I don't have no aux cord in here. Well, um, so. Let's change gears a little bit, okay. um, and let's get to um, what makes um, a legend to you. Oh, uh, uh, honestly, it's the way how you connect to the fans, the people, the message that you're spreading. Those are legends. Like you know, you look at Kanye, you look at Jay Z, you look at J Cole. Mm-hmm. You know, these are legends. They have a message, and um, you know, honestly. RIP to my, my nephew mm-hmm. and like I just seen how he impacted millions millions I'm, I'm talking millions like kids from like 5 to like 40 how he impacted the world and it was just so crazy and I'm looking at the short span that he had mm-hmm. and I'm like wow like my nephew did this I'm looking at it, I'm at his concert I'm like wow my nephew did this people got drawings and I'm always getting tagged in something like wow. your nephew impacted my life and I, I'm just talking to these guys I'm like wow yo like this is crazy yeah, I wanted to pay all my respects. Sorry for your loss. Thank you. Um, thank you. Yeah, he's referring to um, XXX Tentacion. Jasse. Yes, Jasse. How do you say that last name? Onfroy? Um, Onfroy, yeah. Yeah. Um, shout outs to his mom, Cleo. She's so strong. Hey, sis. Yes, shout outs to Love you. Love you. Thanks for looking at this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, would you say um, so? Was there any part of his journey that um, influenced you and your music? I mean, even though that's your nephew, like, um, was there anything that, um, you know, any conversations that you guys had? And nothing too personal for us, but um, anything that inspired you? Um, Like, uh, that's, that's one thing. Like, I looked at his journey. He did it his way. And that's the biggest thing that, you know, I look at. Like, he did it his way. It was no rules for him. Mm-hmm. Anything he wanted to do, he's gonna do it. If he wanted to drop a project last minute, he's gonna drop it. Mm-hmm. And they all respected him for that. 
And one thing that I wish, I wish I was a bigger mentor to him, because, mm. you know, him being in Florida and me being all the way in New York, you know, I, could, I, I wish I would have been that, you know, that big brother or his best friend that he could have talked to for any problem that he had or any musical, you know, thing that he wanted. When we, I'm only five years older than him, so mm. I'm growing up, he's growing up. I didn't get a chance to, you know, fly down to Florida and be with them the way I wanted to. Absolutely. But, you know, I feel like, ever since the whole situation, it brought me and my sister real, real closer. Like, we was always close, but this brought us closer, and, you know, it's just crazy. It is crazy. That's amazing, and yeah. it's inspiring, too, um, just seeing how much he connected to his fan base and um, how his music definitely impacted um, the youth. Yeah. Um, and, like, in such a short span of time, like you said. Um you guys actually had a song together. Okay, um, Yes. Yeah. How did that come about? Uh, I heard it. He dropped it. I heard it. And, like, off the rip, I'm like, he only do, he like doing his one versus thing. So mm-hmm. I'm like, off the rip, I'm like, nah, I'm about to, I'm about to do it. But I never approached him with it. Mm-hmm. I kind of, like, I went behind his back and, like, I hit my sister up, like, yo, can I do this? <laughs> so I, I just did it and sent it to her. She's like, yeah, this fire. So, no. Yeah. Um, That's sweet, though. Yeah. Um, would you say um, who, in terms of seeing his legacy and like has his fam, like some of his supporters been supporting you and um, you know, you seeing um, how everybody is like welcoming your sister with open arms, is that more inspiring and does that make you want to grind harder? Like, uh, yeah, like once they found out, cause I wasn't a guy that, um, you know, promoted it a lot. I used to say here and there. Mm-hmm. So, like, a lot of people didn't know that was my nephew. But when, um, but when they hit the fan, a lot of people was like, oh, snap, that, that really isn't. They look alike. That's his nephew. Mm-hmm. Oh, snap. A lot of his fans came to me. And, like, because they couldn't reach to my sister, they was trying to, you know, send their sympathy and their condolences. And they found out that I did music. Mm-hmm. I didn't tell anybody. I didn't promote it. They just found out I did music. And mm-hmm. they connected with my music the same way they connected to his. So... I just make sure I built a relationship with them, and you know, every I'm like, yo, if you got something, any problem you want to talk about, or you just want to talk, you got a situation you want to talk about, just hit me. I'm there, and I respond to all of them. It's a lot of them. It's hard to respond to a lot of them. But I was gonna say, is that like a big? Um, do you feel like that's a big responsibility for artists to, um, in a way, like be a mentor, but at the same time, like. You have your own life. Yeah. Um. You're going through a lot, and um. Then trying to put out your art, like, how do you find the balance in that? Um. Honestly, you have to, cause these are the guys that's taking their time out to listen to your music. So I know sometimes I go through, you know, little situations where I, f- I don't feel like talking. I'm a Gemini. We, mm-hmm. we have we, <laughs> yes. we go through these we go Very through these vital. things. <laughs> we go through these things, and um. I just let them know, like, right now I don't feel like talking. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just let them know. I just be real with them. I, like these little kids, sometimes they do music. They be like, "Yo, can you check out my music?" Sure, mm-hmm. why not? Mm-hmm. I check out my music when I got when I got time. I'll check it out, and I give them honest feedback. And these are the things that they're gonna remember for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. And you're the big time star. And I'm like, "Yo, I know this guy. I had a conversation with him. They're gonna post a conversation or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Just give the you have a message when you're an artist, a low artist, or an A list, a B list, or an upcoming artist. You have a message, and you know what I'm saying. And just getting your message across is probably like one of the best things that I live for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of that, like, what do you find? Um, do you feel like a lot of the music nowadays is just like doesn't have a lot of messaging in it, or do you feel like there's a um, it's two sided? It's two sided. 
too sounded because you need the certain music for certain occasions like you need the six nine for the party you need the, you know the j cole for the actual you know motivation music you mm-hmm. need the, you know uh, a boogie for this you need the, you need these type of music so you know i think it's balanced yeah, yeah. all right so we're at my favorite part of the show where you have to give your top five oh. to the people. That's hard. Top well, five okay. what? So it's going to be, the parameters are, they have to be black. It's, oh, that's, not, that's not a problem. <laughs> they are in your favorites. Not rankings. It's not okay. based on bars. Okay. So top five favorite black music. It, no genre, nothing? No. Okay, we're going to go with, um, not, no order. All mm-hmm. right, Miguel. Okay. Tory Lanez. Okay. J. Cole. Mm-hmm. Big Sean. Mm-hmm. Drake. <laughs> why? Wait, why no, you said no, that? No, 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 I, no, no. No, I want to give it to Drake, but there's so much artists. Like, do you deserve that five spot? But You you want a five A, B, and C? Yeah, Kanye. <laughs> Kanye, Meek Mill. Like, these are people that I, I relate to so mm-hmm. much, and I don't want to, you know, leave anybody out, but. And what was like in your top five? Like what, um, what makes you put them there? Like you have for you to have Miguel and J Cole in the top, the same top five is interesting to yeah. me. Miguel give you a feel. Like they all give me some type of feel or drive. Like when I listen to these guys, I want to write music or I want to go make love to some girl. Like that, that's the <laughs> to some girl. Some girl. Yeah, I you know. listen to Miguel, you you like oh man oh. like. Damn. Damn, you know what I'm saying? Wish I had something round. Right, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I want to call my ex. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I'm tired of this. <laughs> nah, for real. Like, they all give me some type of feeling. And it's just like when I first heard Four Sales Drive, mm-hmm. I was I shut every light off in my room. And I'm looking at the ceiling. It was dark, but I'm looking at the ceiling. And it was just. Sometimes when I'm room, sometimes I stay in my wall. <laughs> yeah, my conscience uh, cool. <laughs> nah, but yeah, they all give you a feeling, you know? Wow. Okay. And then with Drake, why would like I? I'm just still stuck on the part that you're hesitant to just be like, okay, like is it because of like his like multi genre? Yeah, definitely, definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. That's that's why I like Drake. He could do it all. Mm-hmm. He, he be in his bag sometimes. I'm like, dang, you have to do it like that. Yeah, but you gotta love Drake for what he do. That's where I got my like putting your experiences into music from. Mm. That guy, he like yo. Yo, I broke up with this girl when I was in sixth grade. She that that. I'm like, okay. would you say like from Take Care? Like, what album was you think? Take Care, nothing was the same. Mm-hmm. Those two, even take Thank Me Later. Yeah, when you listen to Fireworks, you're like, yo, you, mm-hmm. got, you serious? Yeah, that's your first album. Yeah, like stuff like that. Even Big Sean, he always talk about law of attraction and positive thinking and stuff like that. I got that from him. Mm. Um, reading books, and I met him three times, and he's a cool, mm-hmm. cool guy. Wow, real cool guy. Yeah, I think I like that about you, that you're so positive with your direction and, like, you're not – I think it's genuine one. And um, and I say that word a lot, and I, when I say it, I say it with a lot of emphasis because I feel like people who are on this grind, mm-hmm. it's easy for them to lose um, – that genuine um, personality because like the industry can be so fake and not saying like I'm in the industry or yeah. anything but you can just see that objectively like me and you had private conversations where yeah. I just feel like 
you are literally like have a great heart and um that you are really passionate about this and that you've been going at it for a while now and i think that louis should tell you why he's gonna he's gonna prophesy right now why he's gonna be in your top five all right um first of all i'm being your top five because you're gonna get a vibe from me um, I'm very versatile, I could do it all. I'ma give you soul, I'ma give you pop, I'ma give you reggae, I'ma give you hardcore hip hop, boom bap, I'ma do it all. So when you when you listen to my music, you know, it doesn't matter if you're a basketball player, a singer, a rapper, or a tennis player, when you hear my music, you gonna feel like, yo, I got a purpose on this life and I ain't gonna stop till I get there and my music is gonna drive you and motivate you and give you positive thinking to never stop and go for what you want. Fire. Done off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy to have you here. I'm glad to be here. Like I was telling, like leading up to this this time that we had now, like a lot of interviews, a lot of people didn't hit me up or call me for interviews, and the interviews that y'all I whack. did do, y'all whack. I'm getting my flex. No, shit. No y'all ne- whack. No negativity. You, no negativity. No, we doing I'm after 2019. Right, right, I know right. it's a joke, but no negativity. We ain't spread that out. There. No, I'm but, kidding. Yeah, I had some great so interviews, happy. and I always have a message in there, and it always be fun and jokes. So. Thank you for having me, for real. If there's anything that you want people to know about you, what would it be? I'm a real genuine person. Like, if you you probably listen to my music and think I'm some cocky dude or I be playing, I got mad girls. Or, um, if you if you talk to me and take the time out, I, I listen to you. And I'm a real genuine person. Like, I support you. Anything you want to do, I ain't going to tell you not to do it. I'm going to say do it. If you want to go rob a bank tomorrow, I'm going to say, yo, go do it. Like, even though it's not the right decision to do, Mm-hmm. But I'm saying that's what you really want to do. You need money. Well, when, yeah, we're go, not supporting go, crimes, go but I can. I see. But no, you yeah, are you legit or that type of person. I'm, I'm say go do it. No, well, that's yeah. dope. What would you want the people to look out for and check out right now? Um, next year is gonna be a big, 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 big <laughs> year for me. So a lot of emphasis, guys. Yeah. So I can't say too much, but um, something before the EP. I mean, something. Ah, uh, something worth talking about, like. I need y'all. A lot of people are so anticipated right now. I had to push it back because of a situation that I'm in, but like I've been through so much in the past three years, you know, losing Jose and then losing my niece and then losing my little my little homie Kwa. You yeah. know, I've been through so much. Now I have like losing a job, you know what I'm saying? And I've been through so much in the past three years that I needed people to hear what I went through. So this is the most personal project I ever did, but it's still my, it's still left left field but it's still me so a lot of people gonna you know gravitate to it um what song right now would you say um would stand out well you actually we gonna give you a top five out of your out of your discography what would be the song that you say would stick out of your discography and are the top five slow motion hands down Uh -uh, um uh -uh. Slow motion. Um, B I E H. That w- I'm gonna pause right there, so you remember you got three more spots. Yeah. B I E H is definitely one of the first songs that I fell in love with Louis music. Like still, like still to this day. Like I remember, I just got back on Twitter recently, but I remember from when I was first on Twitter. That's when I found out about that song. <laughs> but anyway. Um. Watch out! That grew on mm-hmm. me like crazy because I never did a song like that. So, to push myself, it was my cousin' idea. He was like, "Yo, you need to do other songs than slow motion and love songs." So I was like, "All right, I, Lauren, Lauren Hill, Doo Wop." That was one of my mom's favorite songs. So I was like, "Yo, 
I'm just gonna do that being killing. So watch out, like from the video to the song. That's definitely one one song that people will remember you of. Um, Ease your mind. It's an old song. Mm-hmm. It's I love old, Ease your old, mind. Old song that a lot of people remember me of. Uh, yes. Um, and the last one I would say, um, invite. That's on the mixtape. Mm-hmm. Invite. Still my sound. Just doing a little, you know, little melodies and whatnot. So mm-hmm. those five. It, it probably changed tomorrow, but of course. as of right now, that's mm-hmm. it. As of today. Yeah. Well, I'm so grateful to you for even taking the time out to talk to me. And um, I'm so proud of you for you. where you come from and where you've been. And um, you and your family are just soldiers for everything that's been coming your way. But brighter days ahead. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I told you I appreciate this from a long time ago. Before I even did it, I told you I appreciate it. Is late. You're coming back though. Oh, yeah, so that's a like fact. I'm here. When you drop the C P eventually <laughs> like in this season I want you to come back so we can like talk about the music that's on there yeah. and really, you know, have a conversation about here. it. I'll be here. All right. All right. So this is top five. We out. Yeah.